Today's daf is daf Lamed Tess. We're actually holding towards the top of Lamed Chesim Beis at the two dots. Uh, we discussed yesterday, the word brought down a story that Rabbi Lazar had a, uh, was wanting to daven, and they only had nine yidden, couldn't make a minion. So what he did was he uh, released his evidence. Whenever Tknan he becomes released, becomes a full fledged yid, and then he could be mitzarev to the minion. The Gemara says, how could he do this? There's an injunction in the Torah, Olam Bahem Tavodu, that an Evid Knani has to be kept uh, uh, in, in servitude. And the Gemara says that it was a mitzvah shani. Since he was doing it for the sake of a mitzvah, then it is, for the sake of mitzvah, it's permissible. It's interesting that the Gemara in Baruchas brings down the story. The Gemara says that it's a mitzvah baba avera. And the Gemara says it's a mitzvah de rabim. Since it's a mitzvah that the rabim need, then it is permissible. So exactly the Achronim deal with what's the difference, why over here it doesn't bring that up, and over there it does. But the Gemara continues now. Tan Rabbonon. We learned in a b'raisa. We're going to see that it's not so poshit that it's an iser. Pasuk says, that you shall uh, enslave the uh, Evet Kanani. So we have here, Rishus Devi Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says that is not an injunction to make it a prohibition. That's actually a permit because the Pasuk is referring to the fact that if you have uh, offspring that the mothers were Knani women and and there is a din of Lo called Neshama that when you come into Eretz Yisrael you're not allowed to leave any of the Knanim alive that the, this is a permit to tell you as long as the fathers were not Knanim there were other nationalities they weren't from the seven even if the mothers are it's okay you can enslave them so actually the positive is not written here as an injunction against releasing an Evid what it's positive is actually telling you you're allowed to own such an Evid as long as not the father was the Kanani, only the mother. So he learns there's no Yisr Bechla. Let's give Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Akiva learns the way we've been learning till now is that Omer Chova Fakar Da'olam Da'adav is a Chiv that we have an obligation to Minshavad them and we cannot release them. So says the Gemara that the question we asked yesterday that how could Rabbi Lozer have been Megayer Lameshachar the Eved Lechara isn't he in violation Olam Bayim Tavodu how do you know that Rabbi Lozer doesn't agree with Rabbi Yishmol maybe he held that the Pesach is not coming as a, 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 a Chova maybe it's coming as a Rishus but deal with Rabbi Lozer Savalor command Amra like Rabbi Yishmol that holds Rishus says in Rabbi Lozer I wouldn't have thought to say that because the sign of head because we have an explicit Bryce according his opinion that's why I had to come on to the diff- to the answer of that it's, it's it's a mitzvah. That's why he was allowed to do it. Vaiter, Amar Rabba Bahanit Las Mili. Rabba says if for these three, uh, uh, in these three, for these three things, Nachsei Balabatim and Nachseim, homeowners lose their wealth. What causes a person to lose his wealth? For these three things. One, they release their avodim kananim. They violate the prohibition of alolam bam tavodur. Two, the b'shabosa is that they scout, they they take a, a survey of their assets on Shabbos. They walk around their fields. Even though technically they're not doing anything 
Usr, but their focus is not on Shabbos, their focus is on their assets. <coughs> there is a, uh, from the Nevi'im, the Pesach says, <laughs> is that the focus on Shabbos needs to be Shabbos, it can't speak about or think about things that are not Shabbos, so there is at least a, a, a violation from the Nevi'im on that. And the third one is, the Kavoy Sudatoyu Midrosho. I understand this referring to Kiddush clubs. What it means is that they make meals when the Rebbe is giving the shear in shul. To avoid having to go to the shear, that's when they say make their meal. And therefore, so, be, that, so that is the, that, that they're, in all these three, they're misusing the assets that they have. Because Baruch Hu blessed them with assets, and in all three cases, they're misusing them, they're not using them appropriately. The Mida Keneged Mida is, is they lose those assets. But they establish their meal on Shabbos at the time of the base Medrash, when the Drosha is going on. There is a shot, one of the shots that are given, is that since everybody's in the Shear, so usually what happens is Aniyam would come around, to on, even on Shabbos, to get food for Shabbos by making the meal while the shear is going on so that no one bothers them. They can sit and eat, no one's coming around. And, uh, what's that? So, so that's the, so I like the Kiddush Club shot better. But anyways, that, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the three things. The Amrab Chibar Abba, Amrab Yechanan, he said like this along the same vein, is that Shtemish Bokhus Hayibru Shalayim. There were two wealthy families in Jerusalem. One did this thing that they made the meal while the Chacham was giving the drosha. One made the meal on Erev Shabbos. Now, Rashi gives two pshatim. What's wrong with that? So, we'll just see the outcome. And at the end of the day, it says, that both of them were eradicated. This is even a bigger punishment. Before it says, you lose your nechosim. Here it says, there were nechari, that they cease to exist. What's the shot that he was wrong with making the meal on Erev Shabbos? So, Rashi brings two pshatim. One, he says, is that they made the main meal Friday night. So he says that the din is that the covered, the biggest covered of the meal should be Shabbos day, not not, not Friday night. And so it would seem counterintuitive because Kiddush Teraisa is the Kiddush at night, and not the. But nevertheless, the main meal is brought down. If you have enough food only for one meal, so your main focus should be the day, not not the night. That could be why they made cholent. I mean, the idea, right? Uh, even though people eat cholent Friday <laughs> night too, but nevertheless, that that's the. Uh, that, that's the, that's, according to one, some that's the problem. The other problem is that they made a big meal, Erev Shabbos. So therefore, when they went into Shabbos, they didn't have the appetite to enjoy. And that was the problem, that they, uh, they, they, they that was, anyway, let's go weiter. Okay, we brought down the sheet of Shmuel before, we're gonna to touch on it again. Shmuel holds, is that even though, and in an ever, there's two kinyonim, the way the lumdus, the, the way the, in yeshivas they describe it, is there's the kinyan momen, that the financial ownership that he has to work for you, and there's also a Kenyan Isser. The Isser, the shame Ebed that's chal on him, that prohibits him from marrying a Bas Yisrael. So Shmuel said the Chiddush before, that if you mafker the Ebed, that act of Hefker knocks off the Kenyan moment, but at the same time also knocks off the Kenyan Isser, which means he doesn't even need a Shtar Shichrur. Shtar Shichrur is needed more to knock off the Kenyan Isser. But if you knock off the Kenyan moment, Shmuel says simultaneously, you've also knocked off the Kenyan Isser. Not everybody's going to agree with that. We're going to see that some say that even if you knock off of the Kenyan Mammon, you still need a Shtar Shikhar, and that's what we're going to encounter right now. Amar Rabba, 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 Amar Rabba,
Hamagdish Avdo. Now, a person says that I am being Magdish my Evid. Now, in and of itself, that statement seems to be a meaningless statement. Because the Eved, what kind of Kedusha, what are you doing? You can't bring him on the Mizbeach, and you can't build him into the walls. So, therefore, what are you actually doing? So, there is a possibility what you're meant to say is that I want to give whatever his value is to the base of Migdash. However, Rashi explains that you would not use the terminology there of I'm being Magdish my Eved. I would say, Tmei Eved Alai. The value of my evidence is upon me. That's the way you would say it. So therefore, what Rav holds is that if a person says the Lashon of Magdish on his evidence, what he means to say, I'm not even giving him the Reis Amigdash, I want him to become part of the Am Kadosh. What does that mean, I want him to become part of the Am Kadosh? I want him to become a full-fledged Yid. That's what I'm saying. Nothing to do with the Reis Amigdash. And therefore, Yotzalecherus. And therefore he goes free. My time, what's the reasoning as we just explained? Because guf lo kaddish. Obviously you can't be makdish as guf because his guf can't become kaddosh. Right? And Evans guf cannot become kaddosh for the base of Migdash. And also litmei lo kaamar. And you never said dmei Allah. That would have been the right way to say it. That the value of my Evan is upon me. You said I'm being makdish your Evan. So what do you mean? So therefore zomazbi zelahave am kaddosh I want him to become part of the Am Kadosh and he becomes a full-fledged Yid. Okay. So therefore, that, that's the ruling of, 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 of Rav. Rav Yosef disagrees. He says that's not what Rav said. Rav wasn't saying Magdish. What Rav said was Mafkir. Rav said, if you mafkir the avdo, that's what Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi were Talmidim of Rav's. They argue about what Rav said. He said, Rav said, I mafkir avdo, yotzer lecherush. So, mandamer magdish, the first version, which was from Rabbi, that he said, Rav said it by magdish. So, kol shakain, by mafkir, if it works by magdish, to knock off the, uh, the, the avdus. So, if you mafkir, for sure that's gonna knock off the avdus. And Manda Amar Mafgir, but the opinion that said that he said it by Mafgir, what does he mean? Dafka Mafgir, but Loi, uh, but Magdish Loi, because my Magdish, what Rabbi Yosef will tell you, it that could be, what would be the din when the guy said, I mean, Magdish Mahabit, it's true, it's not the right way exactly to say it, but what he might have meant was that I want to give the value of my Evid to the base of Magdish. Maybe that's all he meant. Ava Magdish, Loi, Dilma, maybe he just means to give the value value to the base of Migdash. And that's what he meant. He never said it correctly, but that's what he could be possibly and, meant. And in that case, the slave doesn't go free. The slave is not free at all. All I'm just being Mechaim, so another way to donate money to the base of Migdash. Okay. All right, let's go weiter. Um, now the Shaila comes up as, as we introduce the thing. Is that Tzarech get Shechra Einat Oloi. Whether you hold that Magdish works to set him free, or whether you hold Mavkir works to set him free, that focuses more on the Kenyan Momen. What about the Kenyan Isser? Does he still need a get Shechra to be able to marry? Or is that no? Is he still need, or, or does he say that it's a package deal, you don't need it? So what's the question? So Toshima come and listen. Whether you use the terminology of Magdish to let him free, or whether you use the terminology of Mavkir, So it argues, Rav is arguing with what Shmuel said yesterday. Because Shmuel said yesterday that when you knock off the Kenyan Mormon, when you're Mavkir, 
And he says, Lord Sarah get Shekhar. Rav holds, that doesn't help you. It takes off the financial ownership on the Evan. But the Isser of Evan still applies, and he's not allowed to marry a Bas Yisrael until he gets that get Shekhar. Okay, now. Amarabo, who must vinen is that even though I and Rabbi Yosef, we, we quoted our Rebbe, Rav, in what he had said, that the person is Magdish, is Avda, he doesn't mean to be Magdish the Eved, he meant to me, uh, say, may I lie, at least according to me, right? That's, that's a, so, but we, we, we have a Kasha on that from, uh, it's actually more Kasha on Rav than Rav Yosef, but we have a Kasha on, 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 on that from the following Brysa. So Rabbah, who quoted his Rebbe Rav, is asking a contradiction against him from the following Brysa. What does it say? It says, Amagdish Nechosov. Somebody who said, I'm being Magdish my assets. And the Hayuvahen Avodim. Among the assets, there were Evakanani, there were slaves. Eina Gizborin Rishoyin Lahotzion Lecherus. The Gizborin do not have the capacity to release them to go free. They don't have the capacity to release them to go free. That's so they themselves cannot write the Star Shikhrur or free them unilaterally. But what they can do is that they can sell them to purchases. They can sell them to purchases. And then if, if the others so choose, they don't have to. Those who buy them, the money will go to the Beis HaMikdash and the purchases, if they want, they can release them. Now the way the Mephoshim explained this, it means like this. The Kasha is coming is, you see that the, when a person is having Magdish Ma'avodim, it does somehow become tied to the Beis HaMikdash. It's not that you mean to just say, you're meant, meant to free him. Because if you're meant to free him, then that's what would happen over here. We're not saying that. We're saying somehow he's tied to the base of Migdash. The only thing is tied to the base of Migdash, the treasure of the base of Migdash, he's tied to that the base, he has to utilize him in a way that he, uh, that, that he can get money for him, for the base of Migdash. Now, how do you get money for him? You have to sell him. Why can't yeah, so to release him on his own, he can't do because that wasn't what the, the, the Gizbo was empowered to do. The person who made that declaration didn't want you just to release him. He wanted you to get money for him. Now, why can't you just take money from the Evid himself? Rasha brings down that an Evid generally can't own money because whatever he owns automatically goes to the master, but you could give money to an Evid Almanas that your master doesn't own it. So why can't we have a case where someone goes over to the Evid and says, here is $10,000, give it to the Gizbar, give it to the treasurer, and then go free. So uh, the, the Mephoshim explained, is that doesn't look like a sale, it looks more like an emancipation, a release. When he does it himself, it's like he's releasing himself. And again, that's not in the authority, according to the Tanakhama, that's not within the authority of the Gizbar to do. Somebody else can purchase him, that looks like a sale, but for him to do it himself, the effort to do himself, looks like an emancipation which is not under the jurisdiction of the authority of the Gizbar to do. But the bottom line is, the kasha over here is, is that if you tell me that you use the terminology, I'm being magdish my effort, according to Rav, the effort automatically goes free, why are we talking about what kind of, could, what kind of ties does he have to the base of Migdash or not? The rule should be what? 
the Evid goes free. It has nothing to do with the base of Migdash. Let's see the sign. So Chayyim says, "Amagdis nechosav." So the Avodim, the Hayul by an Avodim, Enak is going to shine like Tim lechayros. He cannot write a get for him, and he cannot take money from him from the Evid. Aval Mochin also lachar. The most you could do is take money from others that for the hekdish that money will become kadosh for Achayim and others now, or if they want to, they own them, and if they have now the capacity, Motzinos and lechayros. And Rebbe in the Brayis disagrees. Rebbe Omer. He says, Omer Ani, I say, that even the Evid, if the Evid stipulates, I'm giving this to purchase myself, it looks like a purchase, it doesn't look like an emancipation, and therefore even the Evid, you don't have to sell to anyone else, you can even sell the Evid to himself, if the Evid's able to procure uh, uh, money, uh, without the master owning that money, the Evid can redeem himself that way as well. The Yotzi, it's like he's selling himself, he's buying himself, from the from the treasurer. Anyway, the kasha over here is it seems clear is that when a person used the terminology I'm being magdish my evid, we don't say that he means to be releasing him. We say is that he means to obligate that money to the base amigdash. Sigmona says what? You're asking a Brysa on Rav. Do you know who Rav is? Matniza Karamis Halei the Rav. Rav Tanu Apalek. Rav is a Tana. Tana can argue with another Brysa. So we pull this card when we don't have a choice, when we're stuck. Rav was on the cusp. He lived, he lived, uh, he was a Talmud of Rebbe. Rebbe really was the last of the real Tanoyim. Rav was in that transitional period between the Tanoyim and the Amurayim after Churban Bayez Shani, right in that period. And therefore, Rav, uh, Rav sometimes, the way we'll say is Rav is like a Tana and he's able to argue with a Brisa, even though we don't ever, to my mind, find Rav for sure not in a Mishnah. We don't find Rav quoted a Mishnah, Rav quoted a Brisa, but he is given that status of a Tana to argue with a Brisa. It's not a Kasha. Rav Taka holds, when you say Magdish Avdoi, it means Cherus, and according to the Tana, the Brisa, it means he's tied to the Beis Amigdash. Toshima, come and listen. The more ask another Kasha from a Brisa. This is a, uh, a, a din in the, in the Torah, it's brought down in Vayikra, there's something called a, a Cherim. When you give a cherem, there's two types of charomim. Some charomim go to the base of Migdash, so it's a way to, do, uh, to, to donate and consecrate something to the base of Migdash, and then belongs to the base of Migdash. And there's also charme kohanim, that you can gift something to the kohanim, and then it's not kadosh, they can do with it what, it's, what, it, what they like. So this pasuk actually is all talking about over here, talking about that it's, you, you, hektish, you're giving something to the Beis Amigdash. And not only that, it becomes Kodosh. The item becomes Kodosh for the usage of the Beis Amigdash. So it says like this, Achkol Cherem, any, uh, any Cherem, it literally means something that is banished or, or designated specifically for the Beis, or for the Beis Amigdash. Asheyachrem Ish Lashem, Ekol from anything that he owns, Me'adam Ubehema Lo Yemach Velo Yegoyal. It cannot be sold and cannot be redeemed. It belongs to the Beis Amigdash. Now, me'odam, what does it mean, me'odam? What are you, how are you consecrating, how are you making a cherem of an item to the base of Migdash? So the Chorah says, what's the, what's the pshat? Eilu says the Brisa, the Pesach that says you can make a cherem base of Migdash, is turning, being magdish, your avodim and your shvachos. Asks the Gemara, lechayra, according to Rav, if you're magdish, your eved, he goes lechayrus, here, here he can't say zortano palik, this is a Pesach. The Pesach says that you can be machrim, your avodim. So it's chal on them, it's chal on them, the Kedusha, 
the Kedusha, at least a, a monetary Kedusha, to the base of Migdash. So says the Gemara, that's not a Kasha, because who says the terminology the person used over there was, I'm being Magdish my Evid. Rav only said it, if a person used the word Magdish Evid, you can't be Magdish the Evid. But if you say, may I lie, that I want to take the financial, my financial responsibility to give to the, so there it's talking about, Hagamayaskin and Amrilidmei. The bride is talking about, we say, Beferish, I'm saying, may I lie, Lehegdish. We say, may I lie, Lehegdish. Then clearly it is a way of designating and consecrating something to the base of Mikdash. That's Rav won't disagree. So says the Gemara, so, if so, if that was the way you got out of the second b'risa, say so we never said the word, I'm being magdish to Evan, you just said, then why didn't you give the same answer for the first b'risa? In the first b'risa, we had, we brought down over there, somebody who was magdish, all his nechassim, and among them were avodim, it implies that it does go to the base of Migdash. So we said, Rav Tano Pollock, why make machlekas? The easy answer would be, is that over there as well, what did the person say? He used the terminology, why don't we give the same answer as before? Why don't we say over there we said to me too? Sigmar says that it doesn't make sense over there. Because if the person said that I'm giving, I'm obligating my money to the base Amigdash, that means you're not giving the evidence at all. You're just giving your money to the base of English. If you're not giving the evidence at all, so what's talking about over there that the Gizbar is not allowed to release the evidence, the only thing he can do to sell the evidence. And the evidence can't give him the money himself. And somebody else can. We're not dealing about the evidence if he said, may I lie. He just has money. The evidence his. He just has financial obligations to give. Clearly, over there, we're talking about that the evidence actually transferred over the base of English. So it must have been talking about we said, I'm being Magdish the Evid. That's why we had a Kasha on Rav. That's the Gemara's answer. Gemara says, if the care person only said, to me, I lie, I'm obligating myself financially to give the value of my Evid to the base of Migdash. So, what does it mean that the treasurer cannot release the Evid to freedom? What does the Gizborim have to do with the Evid? The Evid's not the base of Migdash. The Evid belongs to the owner. What does the base of Migdash own? The money that he owes. And furthermore, Furthermore, it says they can sell them to others and the others can release them. Again, what are the Acherim doing with this Evan? And furthermore, Rebbe disagrees. He says, that the Evan himself give the money to the Gizbar and go free. Because it's like he's sold, he's selling the, the Evan to the, uh, to the himself. The Gizbar is selling the himself. The Elad May, if all the person says May, what do you mean? It's like he's sold. The Ebed is sold to the Gizbar to sell him to, the, uh, to, to himself. He doesn't, the, the Gizbar doesn't own the Ebed. He just has the value of the Ebed. Clearly, that's why we had to say over there, it's Rav Tano Pollock. We didn't have the option of saying so about a case of Demay. Continues the Gemara to ask on Rav from the following Bryson. <coughs> Toshima. Hamagdish Avdo, if a person was Magdish as Ebed Kanani, Oser V'Ochel. The Ebed is, continues to produce and you can continue, and you can, and, and you can, uh, you can uh, benefit from his work product. It means it doesn't become kadosh. Even though you're a magdish, the evet, the evet can continue to work, and it can continue to produce. The work product itself is not owned by the Beis Hamikdash. Shalohikdish eladamav, because the only thing you're magdish is the value of the evet, not the work product of the evet. Okay, now. What's the kasha? The kasha is like this. If in fact, Rav says when you're magdish the Evid, alright, that means the Evid goes free, right? So, 
the Brisa should not be saying what the Brisa is saying. The Brisa is saying is, you're Magdish the Eved, so the Eved, the, it, 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 his work product is not owned by the Besam Migdash. Lechor, Mashma, though, there is something that is owned by the Besam Migdash. According to Rav, that's not true. According to Rav, if you're Magdish the Eved, what happens? Nothing is owned. You didn't mean to say I'm being Magdish anything to the Besam Migdash. What are you saying? I'm Kadosh, you know. And you're saying is that, it, that he's begun, how he goes free. So, Lechor, this is a Brisa that is a Kasha. On Rav, so Gemara says that's not a kasha. I mean, it, it is disagreeing with Rav, but it's disagreeing for a different reason. Why? Hamani Rav Meir he. This is going the opinion of Rav Meir. Now let me explain to you what Rav Meir is. Where we see Rav Meir. Rav Meir we had brought down is brought down from Seches Erechin. The Torah tells us that there's two ways that a person can give a, a, a donation using a human being. As the object or the subject of the of the, of the donation, one is called the may, and one is called erech. It's erechen. Erech. If a person uses the word erech, the Torah says specifically there's age groups and gender. Depending on what the age group of the person is, the gender you have to give a specific amount. It's no way subjective to the to the health of the individual itself, it's like, an, it's like an, an objective amount that has to be given. And also, the lowest erech is a 30-day-old 30, 30 baby. Any baby less than 30 days is not subject to the laws of arachin. If a person uses the word demay alai, demay alai lehegdish, that I want to give or demay that person to hegdish, then it is subjective to uh, whatever the status of, and, and health status of that person is. Whatever the market on the, the slave market you could get for that person, that's what you have to give the Esamignos. Which means it also applies to a baby that is less than 30 days. Because the May can work just whatever. If there's a market, somebody wants to buy a little Evid, a 15 day old Evid, then whatever that is, that's what you give to the Esamignos. Now, if a person said, I want to do the Erech of this 15-day-old baby. So the Chachamim said, it's a meaningless statement. That means nothing. Why? It's because it's not on the chart. There is no Erech. Comes along Rav Meir and says that. Rav Meir says that generally we assume people don't say things that have no meaning. So we have the right to reinterpret statements that people make to make it work that he's made said something that makes sense. And therefore we say that even though he said the, the Erech of a 15-day-old baby, what he really meant was the demay of the 15-year-old baby. And therefore, this person now has an obligation to bring... So Chachamim say... People say nonsense all the time. That's just meaningless. According to Rav Meir, no. So therefore, Nochamom. So it comes out like this. So therefore, so if a person says something that, some say it specifically when it's associated with hegdish, we say this, but, and, and not, not in general, by Rav Meir's opinion. So is in the post. But nevertheless, the point is like this. So we have to reinterpret it to make it, it make sense. So here too, when the person says, I'm being magdish my evid. So according to Rav Meir, a person knows that an evid cannot become kadosh. An evid can't be brought on the mizbeach. Right, and a bear, a bear can't be built into the Bereka Bais. You can't use him for the upkeep of the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, we say he did not mean to say that the Eved is Kadosh. Rameir is not willing to entertain that the person meant Am Kadosh, that he goes to Because that 
doesn't deal with the words the way he said. I, he said, I'm giving, I'm being magdish. So therefore, according to Rav Meir, so what did the person therefore mean? What the person therefore meant is that I'm tying his value, his value to the base of Migdash. That's what he meant, because you can reinterpret what he meant. He didn't mean that I'm actually being Makdish, the Evet itself, but it's a Dmei Evet to the Hegdish. That's what Rav Meir holds. According to the Chachamim, you don't say that. You've got to, you know, you don't say that we have to reinterpret it to make it work for the Hegdish. And therefore, Rav holds like the Chachamim. He says, in my opinion, we say no. He meant to say that I want to make the Evet Kadosh, but he, what he meant was, I'm kadosh, and therefore the ever goes free. That's what. It, that's that's how we're explaining this over here. And says the Gemara, Hachanam mistavra. Right? It makes sense to say it's going like the opinion of Meir that ain't Adamotzi Darvelevatola, because the Ktani Sefer. Look at the second part of this brisa. What does the second part say? The same Allah applies with a person who wasn't Magdish's Evan, but he's been Magdish himself. Alright? He's also able, whatever the person himself produces, he can consume what he produces. Because again, we reinterpret what he meant, not that he's giving himself to the base on Migdash, which doesn't work. He wants to give his value. That's what he means to give. Shalohikdash Eladomov, he meant to give his value. Now, I might be Shloma Rav Meir. He, if you tell me the pshat is going like Rav Meir, and if someone has said something that on face value appears nonsensical, that doesn't work. We reinterpret it for the benefit of Hegdish to able to make it work. So Shapir, that works. It works both in the case of Evid, and it also works even in the case of himself. Now, if you're going to tell me that it's going like the Rabbonon, I can understand, and there's a, there's a way to understand that he's being Magdish is Evid, because the whole idea of Evid is for value. An idea, and Evid is a marketable item. So I understand that there, maybe you can understand that means something that could be interpreted in a way that refers to value. But by himself, a person himself, a person, a, a, a non-evid, uh, a free person, he's not a marketable item. So therefore, non-marketable item. But mayo is that for Is that a person that's therefore, that's a, that's a saleable object, a marketable object? That's not what he's for. That's not the person who's there. And therefore, that should be considered a nonsensical statement. And according to Chachamim, what should be the din? Should be nothing. So eyes, but we do reinterpret it to mean something. So clearly, who is the author of this? Uh, Bryce uh, must be going with a sheet of Rameh, then Aramotzi Dover Levatola. Vaita. Says the Gemara, Lema Ketanoi, that this seems to be a Machlokas Tanoyim, whether if you Magdish and Evid, is there a sense of some level of consecration of the Evid or not? We just brought down, Rav said no, we brought down that the, the opinion might say, yeah, well, this seems to be a Machlokas Tanoyim. What does it say over here? There is a Halacha uh, in the Torah, it's brought down in, 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 in Vayikra that talks about the din of Me'ilah. If somebody misappropriates an item that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, under certain circumstances, not only does he have to pay the, uh, the Karen, the principal, plus a 20% surcharge, he also has to bring a carbon. It's called Me'ilah. He misappropriated an item that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. So it says like this, HaMagdish Avdo, Ein Mo'alin Boy. If a person was Magdish as Eved, there is no din me'ila on someone benefiting from the me'ila, from the, uh, from the Eved. 
Rav Shemir Gamliel Aimer Molin Basaro. There is Meila in his hair. Now we're gonna to have to see why is he picking on hair, right? What's he what's he doing over here? So there is Meila on the hair. So when it says like this, Lechora, what seems to be the Machlokus? Maila Bahaka Miflagi. Mar Savar Kadosh. One opinion holds that it becomes Kadosh and therefore there is Meila. Umar Savar Lo Kadosh. And the other opinion holds there is no Meila because he's not Kadosh. Aye. The, the Mephorshim grapple with the fact that Lechora, then why does he talk about the hair? So it means, means even the hair. That's a good, maybe the Kanech, means even the hair. But the fact you're saying Me'ilah or not Me'ilah seems to imply can they ever become Kodesh or not, which is a Machlokas Tanoim based on the issue we're discussing before. If you Magdish the Evet, does the Evet on, on some level become Kodesh? So says the Gemara of Atizbar, does that make any sense? E, hi, Molin, of Ain Molin, but if the Machlokas is can it ever become Kodesh or not become Kodesh, why is it being couched in the terms of is there Me'ilah or is there no Me'ilah? You should cut to the chase. Really go direct and say, what's the machlokus over here? You should say, That would be the much more direct way to say it. Why didn't it make that the machlokus? And the fact that it never made that machlokus implies that that's not the basis for the machlokus. So then what is the base machlokus? So, it could be that everybody holds that if you mock this, your Evid, we do say there is some level of sanctity associated now with this Evid. But But what the argument is, is like this. We know that we've talked about this a number of times in Kenyonim, that Evid is, uh, is, is compared to Karko. We have actually drushes. It's considered precious, like a, like a piece of, 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 of property. So on karka, there's no me'ilah. On land, there's no misappropriation. Even if it belongs to the base of Migdash, there's no din me'ilah. So the machlokas over here is that that comparison between Evid and karka, does that also preclude an Evid from having din me'ilah? That's the machlokas over here. So Ela the Kula Alma Kadosh, everyone holds. That is Kadosh. The argument really has a basic machlokas. And therefore, the same way as Karka that's Kadosh is no Me'ila, so to Evid. Is that no, since Evid is, is movable, there is Me'ila, even if it's compared to Karka, but there is Me'ila on Evid. So Mara now asks the Kasha, because the Chora, then why does Rav Shimon Gamliel say there's Me'ila on the hair? What he should say is, the Shaila is not, the, the Shaila is, is, is the Me'ila on the entire Evet. So, Iachi, Adamiflagi Visa'aro, Livlagi Begufo. Why don't they argue about the goof of the Evet itself? If you hold the goof of the Evet is Kadosh, just the Shaila, but there's Me'ila in him. Ella says the Gemara, third option. Everybody holds an Evet is like Karka. And technically, therefore, if it can become Kadosh, there should be no Me'ila. But the Shaila is Lagabri the hair. Why is the shaila of the hair? We're talking about that the hair is long enough that it's ready to be cut. And therefore, it can be viewed as, even though it's connected to the body, but on some level we can look at it as disassociated with the body because it's ready to be cut. Now, if we look at it as part of the body, then there's no me'ila, because Evet is hukash lekarkos, compared to karka, and karka there's no me'ila, there would be no karka. Rav Shemim Gamliel says, since it's omed ligazes, we can view it as disconnected already, since it's ready to be cut. And since we can view it as being disassociated from the body, therefore what? There is 
Dafka on the hair. That's why he talks about the hair. Therefore, therefore, Achavisarim Ayom is the gazes kamiflagi. Marsa, which means Gamliel holds the gazes done when beauty has already been cut, and therefore there's meila. Marsa, the Tanakama holds that longer gazes done as long as it's connected, it's not considered like it's cut, and therefore there is no meila. Says the Gemara, Leima Hanitanoi Hanitanoi. This machlokas where the hair that's ready to be cut has a din of being connected or disconnected seems to be the same machlokas Tanoim we're going to bring now. There is a uh, one of the there's uh, most shavuos that we make most oaths most oaths most oaths are only dinder abonon when you make a person swear when you don't trust him but there are a few that are deraisa one of them is in the case of a motive mixer if I say to someone you owe me a thousand bucks and he says that no I only owe you five hundred dollars right. So that's a case where admission, there's a partial admission to what I'm saying. So there's a case where it us. I can make him swear on the $500 because he's partially agreed. Now, there's another halacha as well. Is that let's say there were things that he couldn't swear on. or I couldn't obligate him. But once I have an ability to make him swear on the called the Gilgoshvul. I can make him swear about one thing. I can make him swear about the other things as well. So we have an interesting machlokas over here. What's the machlokas tanoim? It does not. Rabbi Meir Omer. There are items that are considered like land. And, uh, but they don't have a din. They don't have the halachas like karka. What are they? Even though they're connected to the ground, they don't have the halach of karka. Where is the case like this? The Chacham, by the way, disagreed with Rav Meir. Kate said, what's the case? I say to someone, I say, I gave you over ten vines that were laden with ripened grapes. Ten vines that were laden with ripened grapes. And that fellow says, one second, you only gave me five. Now, there is no din motive of us on karka. Einish boyin ala karkos. You don't swear on land. And if something that's connected to the ground is considered like land, there would be no oath. The difference over here is these grapes are ready to be picked. They're right. So says the Gemara, Rav Meir Mechayev, Rav Meir says you can make him take a shvua because of of uh, of 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 us because since it's omedly bought sir they're ready to be harvested it's right you make you can make make a shvon it is considered like karka. I don't know if you have to come on to Gilgul Shrom, just thinking it through now. You don't probably don't have to come on to Gilgul. So therefore, that's the Machlona. Says the Gemara, Mechora, is it not the same Machlokas as by the hair? Something ready to be cut, is it considered disconnected or connected? That seems to be the Shail over here. That the machlok is zavka where these grapes are ready to be harvested. Rab Meir Sava Kibtsuris Damion that they're considered like already uh, like metalsalin, like disconnected. There's a shvu on them. Rabban and Savri Lav Kibtsuris Damion is considered like mechubel karka. Einish ban al karkos. You can't swear on karka. Says the Gemara that the two arguments are not necessarily connected. Why? The Gemara is going to say a beautiful svara. Grapes that are ripe. If you leave them on the vine, what happens? They will, they will rot. The longer they stay on. So therefore, it could be that a mayor holds that something that has to be removed, we view as removed. Hair, it could be ready to be cut, but the longer you leave it, the better it grows. So therefore, it could be that, therefore, by hair, we don't say the svara of omed liktsar kakatsar dami. Right? By, by grapes, a mayor taka could hold. So it's not necessarily that it aligns. Let's see it inside. 
Safilu Taima Rabbi Meir. You could even say that Rav Meir uh, uh, holds that uh, that by 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 harvest it's considered harvested. It doesn't mean he's Adkan Lokam Rav Meir. Also, he, uh, he, would, uh, he only said in his case Elabanovim by grapes to come to Kaim in Mikhash Klishi. But as long as you leave them on, they're going to become ruined. But in our case, you don't have to say that Amir has to take the opinion of Shimon Gamliel over here. Is that Kamadakai, as long as you leave the hair on the head, it continues to grow better. So therefore, it's not a raya. Okay. Kisalik Rabchir Bar Yosef. When Rabchir Bar Yosef went on Aliyah, he went up to Eretz Yisrael. Amr Lahai Shmaita the Rav Kameid Rabbi Yechanan. Rav was already living in, in Bavel. And he said over, he said over, now remember, Rav made two statements. One, he said, is your Magdish or your Mavker, it's Yotzelacherus. And the second statement was, is, and you still need a get Shechrur. So he said over the first statement. Amr Lahai Shmaita the Rav Kameid Rabbi Yechanan. And Rabbi Yechanan said to him right away, Amale, uh, he says, Amale, uh, so Bjergen said, Amar Rav Hachi, did Rav really say this? Now the Gemara assumes that he meant, it's wrong. How could Rav have said this? Someone says, but what do you mean? But Rabbi Yochanan doesn't agree with Rav on this. Rabbi Yochanan himself passed in the same halacha. Is that if a person, as mafkir is evid, it's yotzer but you still need to take which is So why is he questioning the fact that Rav said it? Someone says, no, you misunderstood the inflection of his voice. He says, I'm a Rav, meaning, wow, Rav says this like me. I also hold that. Not I'm disagreeing with him, but we hold the same thing. That's one interpretation as to what Rabbi Yochanan meant. Igeda Amri, there's a second interpretation. What does this mean? Is that they did not finish telling over to Rabbi Yochanan both statements. He said, Rav said, if you're Mavkir Eved, you go Lecherus. Now, he didn't say, however, you still need a get. Shikhrur. What Rav Yochanan was questioning is that, what do you mean? You're not Lecherus, you still need a get Shikhrur. That's all that. And he questioned it because he never really got to hear the second part of the statement. He says that, they didn't finish saying it over. But I'm a lane, and Rav Yochanan, and, uh, so Rav Yochanan said to Rav Chibarav, but Rav Chibar Yosem, but I'm a Rav Tzadok Get Shikhrur. You don't need a get Shikhrur. So and that's Rabbi Yochanan Tamei. Rabbi Yochanan supporting his own reasoning. Rabbi Yochanan a mafkir after if a person was mafkir zevet, yotz lecheres goes free. But tell get shechror gufa. This itself was just mentioned. Amar Ula, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara asks the Kasha, says Rabbi Abba uh, Ula. So they, Rabbi Abba asked Ula on the reasoning you just gave. He asked the Kasha from the following Brice. Again, Rabbi Yechon can't argue with the Brice. It says, Gershemis, if a convert who had no children dies, right? So there's no one to inherit him. Yisrael Nechosom. And the, uh, Yid, Yidin went, and they, uh, they were Mavazbas, means they, they took, <coughs> they looted his assets, because basically it was open season, because there was no, no Yorshim. Bahen Avodim. Among his assets were slaves, Avakanani. Bain Gedalim, Bain Ketanim. Whether they were adults or children, Konu Atzmon. That, even though the Israelim are coming to grab them, they cannot hold on to them because as soon as the guy dies, these avodim become acquired to themselves. They go free. Now, 
uh, and therefore the, you can't, no one can be tofus them, no one can grab them. So you can grab the guy's money, you can grab his assets, but you cannot grab his avodim, because the avodim automatically go free when the guy dies. Abashol disagrees with that. He says, Only those that have the mental capacity to be Kona themselves, they can be Kona themselves. Bnei Chorin. But the Ketanim, but the children cannot be Kona themselves, and therefore you can still be Tophes, the minor Avodim. Whoever grabs them is Zohar Now, the Gemara's question, what, 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 um, what his name was, um, Rab uh, 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 Abba was asking Ula, if you hold that you still need a a a a, a star, that's not mashma like that from the brisa. The brisa is mashma that as soon as the guy dies, it's yotzol lecheiros. It says ben cholren. It's mashma you don't need a get. According to you, he's understanding when the guy dies, the Kenyan momen goes off. But lechorah, the star shechor should still be necessary. So they should not be completely released. And from the bride, it's mashma. There is complete release. So this is the kasher of Abba asked Ula. So Abba Ula says like this. He says, uh, the mi so the, no, this part of the kasher. The chi mi of get shechor elu. What do you mean they go completely free? Who wrote the get shechor? According to you, you still need to get shechor. So Amar Ula answered quite uh, uh, poignantly. He said, "Dmei This chacham, this 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 uh, Rav Abba, he looks like the Lord Gamri in No one ever taught him how to learn, all right? Because you don't ask such a kasher. The kasher is not a good kasher. Why not? Because time am I? What's the reason? Oh, no, so, I'm sorry. so that's what he answered. He says, like he doesn't know how to learn. Why? What's, it seems like a good kasha. What do you mean he doesn't know how to learn? He's time of my, because what's the reason? Because I'm a Rav Nachman, because Rav Nachman explained, Kasabar Ula, Ula held, Ula held it wasn't a good kasha. He holds, Avda the Ger Ki Ishto. The ownership that an Evid, uh, that, uh, that uh, the Ger has over his Evid, is similar to the relationship in terms of the connection that he had with his wife. What does that mean? He says, Ma ishto mishtalcho, just as his wife, when the, when the ger will die, what happens to the wife? She goes free. Does she need a get? She doesn't need any documentation. Is mishtalcho below get. Avavdo, so to the evid, if the adon dies, he goes free without needing, so therefore mishtalcho below get. So therefore like this, it's true. If you're mafkir the Evid, but you're still alive, so therefore just as the Isha can only be released with a get, the Evid can only be released with a star shechor, even though you're mafkir him and you took off the momon. But if the Adon dies, just as the Isha doesn't need a document, so too the Evid doesn't need a document. That's why hell wasn't a kasha. So Moran says like this, the Iachi, if that's true, so then, why dafka by a ger? Why any Yisrael that dies, and you're comparing it to an Isha, just as any Yisrael that dies, his wife goes free without a document, so then any ever that's owned by a Yisrael, when he dies, the ever should automatically go free. If you're making that comparison. Siyachi, I feel Yisrael, Nami. Simone says, Amar Kro. Yeah, but there you have a Pasuk that says that Avonim go by Yerusha. Since the Pazik says it goes over like chattel, like land, so therefore technically it should have worked that way, but the Torah says no. The Torah says the next generation inherits. So it's only a din by a ger where this will apply. But not by a regular Yisrael. Iachi asks the Gemara So what should happen if somebody was mafkir his Evid and then dies? 
So his mafker the Ebed, he took off the that he took off the momen. The only thing is left is the Isr. But then when he dies, just as the Isr goes off, you don't need a get for your wife. So in such a case, what should be the din? Should not even need a get shikhr in that case. Nami also what? Also without having to need a, a get. So Alamo, so why is it that Amar Ameymar, Ameymar taught explicitly, Hamafkir Abdo, somebody who's Mafkir is Evid Vemais and he dies. Also, a Evid, a Lotakono, that Evid's not allowed to marry anyone until what? On some we get to get Shechra, and he didn't get to get Shechra. So You're right, that's a Kasha Rameymar. It's not a Kasha on Ula, that's a Kasha Rameymar, because the way Ula's Lundus worked, that if he died, and there was a Hefker, he does not even need to get Shechra. It's a Kasha Rameymar. Amr of Yaakov are Idi, Amr of Yeshub and Levi. Halacha ka'abashol. Then the machlokas that we just said, that if a ger dies, and he left Avodim, that the halacha is like Abashol, that only the Avodim gedolim are kona themselves, but the ketanim, somebody else can come and chapstol. So I'm a lay Rav Zeru, Rav Yaakov are Idi. So Rav Zeru said, Rav Yaakov are Idi. Beferosh mi'aloch. Did you hear of Yeshua and Levi actually say this explicitly that the halacha follows Abishol, that the Katanim cannot be corner themselves? Or was it inferred? Or did you infer it from another statement of Rabbi Yeshua Levi that this is where Rabbi Yeshua Levi would you think would hold, but not that you heard him say it beferish? Sigmara, before it gives the answer for, uh, for Abzeira, whether he heard it explicitly or he implied it, Sigmara understood that Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi actually had, there was a statement that he th- was referring to that maybe that's where you inferred it from. Sigmara says, well, what would be the statement that you think he might have inferred from that the halacha follows Abashol? So he says, Mike Miklola, what would be the inference that you think that Yoshua and Levi said the halacha follows Abashol. So says the Gemara. So Rav answered him like this. He said, "Amr of Yeshua and Levi, because Rav Yeshua and Levi said he taught us once. He says Amru uh, that he taught us the following thing: that Amru lifnei Rebbe, Rebbe's Talmidim asked Rebbe the following shayla. So Rav Yeshua and Levi is telling over that Rebbe's Talmidim asked the shayla. He said, Amar, if the Rebbe of the Evid, the, the master of the Evid said, Nisya'ashti mi avdi. He was heard saying, Amiyayash. Miyayash, for all sense of purpose, we're going to deal like a Hefker. I'm giving up, I'm releasing my, my monetary ownership of him. Mahu, what's the din? Does he go lecheres? Can he marry a Jewish girl? So Amar lahen, so Rebbe answered him, Omar ani, Engla takona, this guy cannot, he's not, now he's stuck. He can't marry Abbas Yisroel because he hasn't yet received his get shechrur. And also, he's no longer allowed to live with a shivcha because he's been partially released because the guy was meyayish. So therefore, only Takana El Abishtar, he needs the, the document. Alright? Now, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, my time at the Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan analyzing Rebbe that with Hefker alone, the Evid is not allowed to marry a Bas Yisrael. What must be the Pshat? Why the Hefker alone doesn't allow the Evid to marry a Bas Yisrael? It says, Gamra la la mi'isha. It's because Rebbe learned out the word uh, la that's written by a Shifcha is also, by Shifcha Harufo, is some other situation of, of a type of Shifcha, is also the same word that's used by a regular Isha. And therefore, Ma Isha, just as Isha, as long as her husband's alive, she's no longer, she's not allowed to marry until she gets the get Shifcha. 
So therefore, Af Evanami, even though the, ev- the owner was mafkir him, he's not allowed to marry another Bas Yisrael until he gets the get Shikhru, El Bishtar. So says the more like this. Now, that's, that was the teach, that's what, now let's, add, let's take it to the next level. And now, Rav said that it could be, if you were learning, that was the way you learned from, how would you have learned from there that the halacha follows Abishol? That by a cotton, by a miner, you still, you, you, he cannot acquire himself. It's that the Kaisha, you compare that the din of an Evid's get to the Ev Isha's get. Ma Isha Isura, the Isra of Ishus, is, uh, is Dafka at Kenyan Isra, right? It's not, by an Isha there's no Momen. You don't have a financial ownership of her. It's only there's an in Isra of, of Isha's Ish. So Ma Isha Isura, below Mamona, the get Shikra only helps with Isra. It doesn't deal with Momen. Af Evid Nami, so too an Evid, also, Isura Veloma Mona, which means that the get or the death only affect the Isur, it doesn't affect the Mamon, which means that if the Evid's an adult, so he's able to be kind of himself for the Mamon. The Isur goes off when the guy died. But the child, even if the Isur would go off, it doesn't help for the Momon, and that's why you hold, that's, from there we can see that, uh, that Rabbi Shobin Levi holds that a child, that, 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 that's where you would see from there that he holds like Abishol, that a child cannot be Kona for himself, because the death can only affect the Israel like it does by an Isra, it doesn't affect the Momon. Anyway, that is what you could have perhaps derived from there. On that, the Gemara says, So that seems to be a good raya. What's wrong with inferring it, even if you never heard directly? Because Amar lay, because he said to him, On the contrary, You could actually infer from the ruling that was said over Yeshua and Levi, saying over the discussion between Rebbe and his Talmudim, the exact opposite. What could you infer? You could say, is Yes, it's true we compare the Eved to an Isha, right? Ma Isha, Lachora by an Isha, it's not just by an adult. By an Isha, even if she's a Ketana, right? Ma Isha, Bein Gedola, Bein Ketana, so to the Din by Eved. The same Allah should apply comparing a, a Bein Gadol and Bein Cotton. And therefore, the same way as the death of an Isha releases her to marry whoever she wants, whether the whether she was a adult or a minor. So compare it to an Evan. The death of the master should help, even if he's a, whether he's an adult or whether he is a Ben Godel or Ben Cotton. So he answered him, Amalei, the Ferish Mirli. He says it's true, you can't bring it right from the inference, but I actually heard directly from Rabbi Yeshua Levi that the halacha follows Abishol. Okay, gentlemen, we'll stop over here.